Welcome to the In Hope Podcast, where we'll be addressing different topics to help strengthen and unify the body of Christ in the Treasure Valley. This is your host, Preach, and my little one, Avery. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sitting down with Pastor Mac. Pastor Mac, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, it's really just a privilege to be able to sit down with you. Um, when we we first met at a minister's lunch, I believe, um, over here in Meridian, and uh, I just as soon as you started talking, I was like, I want to pick that man's brain. <laughs> so so I'm glad that we've gotten to sit down a couple times now. Um, First question is, I just want you to tell us about yourself. Just let everybody know uh, a little bit about yourself. What brought you into your position here at Life Church? Uh, what's kind of your history? And what led you um, to write this book I'm going to reference a few times, The yeah. Connected Church? First off, Pastor Nathaniel, thanks for having me here. Yeah. I remember that lunch also, yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing because I thought, man, yeah. I love this guy's energy. I got to get around him more because yeah. I love his energy oh, and you. vision for the kingdom. Oh, and you. so I thought, man, kindred spirits here, let's yeah. let's make an impact. Yeah. So your question kind of, it's a great question on kind of how, how did I get with the church or the background yeah. for us to, to um, be building churches and helping yeah. churches grow. And really, my background is totally secular. Yeah. Okay. And oh, love it. Yeah. yeah in nature. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of one of those wayward kids where, uh-huh. at 16 years old, I was in a lot of drugs, a lot mm-hmm. of dumb things. Yeah. And I walked away from school, walked away from home, and I said, I'm going to live on my own, and I'm going to just do what I want to do. Yeah. And what I wanted to do wow. was create businesses. And so I started companies. Yeah. And I started my first company at 18. I had six companies by the time I was 21. Wow. And so I just love developing companies. Yeah. And that's what I've done all my life. I've never had a job, yeah. you know, as an adult. <laughs> and then uh, I love to think about the concepts of what grows things yeah. and, and grows organizations. And so the shift began because I started asking questions. I became a Christian through my business influences when I was almost 30 years old. Wow. I accepted That's so Jesus. Cool. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was Christian business people sharing yeah. with me and going, Mac, you're all screwed up. You got your priorities all wrong. <laughs> and I admired yes. these guys enough that I listened to them, slowly listened to them. Yeah. And uh, cha- obviously changed my life now and eternally. Wow. So I'm always going to be thankful for those mentors that I had, those role models. But what happened was I started questioning, why isn't the church growing? Yeah. As a businessman, I'm always thinking, you know, what our product is, what we're doing, how things are working, how do we make this grow? Yeah. And I looked at the church and I'm going, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. Mm. That we've got the best product. We've yeah. got Jesus. We've got eternal life. We've got so all these true. promises yep. in the Bible. Exactly. And why aren't churches growing? Mm. And so then I started to realize that some of the, the business principles that I'd learned in business from the Bible, yeah. the church wasn't applying. How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you know, why aren't these guys using the yeah. principles that they're teaching? Yeah, exactly. And so then about probably 10 or 15 years ago, God started mm. make, showing me the church different and yeah. started giving me ideas and thoughts on church growth. Wow. So I started writing those out, right? Because I just love to write and think. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I started sharing them with my pastor. And he yeah. goes, Mac, this is amazing. You're writing this stuff. God's telling you this stuff. 
why don't you come on staff and do this stuff? Mm. And so I go, fantastic, let's give it a try. That's so cool. And that was about eight years ago, and it's just, obviously, it's worked in a big way, and so we've just had a great time. Wow. So Now, I have to say, kudos to your pastor, first of all. (laughs) Uh, for recognizing uh, the truth of what you were speaking, um, being willing to say, you're right, we need to do this, and then asking you to come help make it happen. Um, I I can just imagine in some cases there would have been a defense. Um, walls could have went up. Um, so for him to say, you're right, let's do this, uh, just kudos to him. That's, well, that's and great. he is an amazing man, uh, Pastor Mark Boer. But I will tell you that it, it was not as easy as it sounds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he had a lot of questions. And I uh-huh. think other staff had questions and oh, other yeah. people had questions going, what is this guy trying to make the church into a business or mm, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. And so I definitely got a kind of a pushback. <laughs> but we just took it slow and gradual. And I think what happened is people started seeing the fruit of yeah. that change and That's go, okay, good. maybe some of this does make sense. That's good. So let's continue on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This uh, I have to ask this question. What do you think uh, would cause that causes people? Because um, you'll hear many times people do not like the church being referenced as a business, though it has obviously a, a corporation structure. It has to be incorporated as a nonprofit. Right. Um, it has its board. It has its finances that it has to deal with, and yeah. a lot of business issues that it has to handle. Um, but there is, for example, as you were saying, is he trying to make the church a, a business? Um, why do you think there's that that hesitation and separation? Is it uh, because business is bad or, or what is it? You know, I think that's a great question. And I think it comes from people's paradigms on thought. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I look at business as stewardship. Mm. And so yeah. I want to steward what I'm doing for the kingdom of God. Yes. And, you know, Jesus said, uh, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? business. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah. you know, but for me, uh, the concept of business or developing is yeah. stewarding this organization yeah. to help it grow and help other churches grow. Exactly. And so uh, I use business terms and I know that freaks people out sometimes. <laughs> and I go, I go, look, I've done this all my life yeah. and I've talked in these terms all my life. You know, forgive me, cut me a little slack, uh-huh. but really the proof's in the pudding that lives are being changed. Exactly. And we're being good stewards of those people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I love that you said, you know, Jesus said, I'll be about my father's business. Yeah. Business is not bad. It's what you what you're choosing to do. What is your yeah. business? Um, and as a church, we're really in the business of making disciples. Yeah, that's um, so, so beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, that's wow. Um, yeah, and so we want to do that well. Uh, I one of my passions. Uh, as we were just talking about, really, my, my, my greatest passion is the strength and unity of the body of Christ. And for me personally, I feel like why is the church not the best in every arena? Why not? Um, as you were talking about, there's, there's principles in scripture that teach us how to have a strong business. Um, how to do ministry effectively. How to change people's lives. Um, we have the best thing to offer anyone. Uh, so why are we not the greatest when it comes to the education, when it comes to right. business, when it comes to our influence and, and government and, and, and helping social right. issues? Why is the church not the absolute best? 
So, uh, totally agree with you. Actually, I, the book before this one in the Empower Church, yeah. I wrote a big section on that. Yeah. And I said, the world should be coming to us. Yes. The secular world should absolutely. be coming to us. And go, man, how are you doing that music? How uh-huh. are you doing the technology? Exactly. How, how come you guys are so friendly? How come you've got such innovative <laughs> designs in your buildings and yeah. what you're doing? Man, we want to learn from you guys on how you're building teams and yeah. leading people and running schools exactly. and all those things because you're getting such an impact. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. it's so true. And I feel like um just even with your story, you were sharing how there were Christian businessmen that you respected. Yeah. Um, and they are the ones that witnessed to you. And it was within that arena of business. Uh talk about really making, yeah. you know, your job, your business, making that your mission field. Um, that is uh just you're you're a living example of that. Um, of the fruit of that, and that, well, that's awesome. And I was so th- I'm so thankful for those men. I didn't grow up with a great father figure, mm-hmm. so when I got around those men, they were older than me, and they could mentor me on that journey. Wow! And they had to have a lot of patience on me because <laughs> I, I was really screwed up, and so it, it, it took a while. That's good. That's good. That's uh, that's awesome. So, all right. Um, it sounds like you were able to connect with these businessmen. Um, and I, I have to ask, your book is called The Connected Church. Um, right. So let's just define really quick. What do you mean by connected? You know, on the elements, uh, Pastor Nathaniel, when we look at business, we want to yeah. see what moves the dial, so to speak. Yeah. What are those, those key elements that help that business succeed? Uh-huh. And with the church, I want to kind of ask those same questions. Yeah. What actually moves the dial and includes people and uh-huh. makes discipleship? Exactly. And what are those elements? And we felt that, you know, after praying many years and just thinking through this, that people that were connected to each other were mm. healthier. Yes. And so we thought, okay, if if connection and growth, discipleship is going to come through connection, yeah. let's define that. Mm-hmm. And so we defined our connection as some sort of small group. Yeah. So within our church, it's a very large church, thousands of people, but we've got tons of small groups yeah. in all different areas. Mm. And that's what holds people in, keeps them connected, keeps that discipleship. Yeah. yeah. So the three areas that we do small groups, and I think most people are... Um, Kind of used to the small small group model with cell yeah. groups and uh-huh. life, groups life groups and community and, yeah. groups, that type of thing. <laughs> we do that. We do them different because we do them from a free market standpoint, which yeah. means almost anything we're going to yeah. work with. But then also our serving teams are also small groups. Yeah. So our ushers team has a small group. Our children's ministry are in small groups. Mm. Our greeters are in yeah. small groups. And they get together and support and pray with, with each other wow. um, before the services. Yeah. And once again, that becomes that network, that net exactly. to, to keep people healthy and, and connected together. Mm. And our third element of, of um, small groups or connection is our outreach ministries. Yeah. And by far, I see that this is the area that I'm most excited about Mm -hmm. because the churches are truthfully the worst at. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll ask churches, uh, pastors, I'll go, tell me about your outreach ministries. Mm -hmm. And there's just like this, you know, dead silence. Blank stare. Blank stare, you know. (laughs) And then maybe they'll come up with, well, I know there's a guy that attends our church. I think he does some kind of feeding the homeless or Uh does some jail deal. I don't really know. Well, we, we want to yeah. be very purposeful on mm-hmm. serving our community. Wow. So we have tons of outreaches yeah. that are going all over the city all the time yeah. where people are out serving our community. And those are, once again, based in a small group model. Yeah. So our three areas of connection, once again, are serving teams, they're uh, small groups, 
and their outreach ministries. Yeah. And if people are connected into one of those areas, we know they're going to be healthier. Man. And you know what, what I love about that? Two of those areas, two of those areas are areas people serve. Yeah. You have your serving teams. I mean, whether you're talking about Usher, coffee shop, or whatever it may be um, on the worship team, they're serving. And then also your outreaches, they're yeah. out serving. And there's just... I feel like there's something that happens when you serve along someone. There when really you're is. doing a yeah. project, when you're when you're you're out serving others' needs. Uh, I mean, I, to me, you just you see that all throughout the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's really how Jesus built his disciples. It is. It, they didn't just have a, you know come together and talk. Right. They went out to serve together. He they taught did. them how to serve, and they served together. So, um, and he himself said, you know, I came to serve not to be served it's so so central Mm -hmm. to the christian faith and walking out our christian faith so i love that i love that one thing i love about that is your guys service teams so i think what's interesting is we could take this concept uh i think if we don't follow it all the way through and we don't um follow the heart that you display here in this book and we just kind of say okay this means we have to get more people on service teams Mm -hmm. It could just mean um, for some people, we are just trying to rack up as many volunteers as we can. Um, But something that you mentioned is how those those teams, they are small groups. They come together and they pray together and they spend time together. That in itself, it moves it beyond really, I mean, being a coworker, you know, because you can there's there's plenty of people that we've probably worked alongside. We know nothing about. Uh, we just kind of come in, punch the card alongside of them, talk strictly business, and mm-hmm. then it's over. Um, <laughs> but it moves that dial into they're making personal connection mm-hmm. and building relationship. So, good. so that's I feel like that's so important there because uh, mm-hmm. you can, I think, so often we do that in, in church on a Sunday. Right. We come in, we punch the clock, yep. we sit alongside of each other, and you know, we do our church thing, but then we just leave and we're not building connection. Yeah. Uh, so obviously getting into those smaller groups, but then those groups being intentional about we're praying together. We're, we're talking with one another. We're building a relationship. I love that. Yeah. I I know. I know we've saved multiple different ministries or multiple different marriages. Yeah. And we tell our leaders, I go, listen, people are going to be part of small groups. Mm. They're either going to be part of your small group or they're going to have a small group down at happy hour at the bar. Yes. (laughs) So which group do you think is going to save their marriage? Yeah. You know, exactly. And so, and we've seen marriages saved and we've seen people being impacted and people standing together and praying for their children to be saved and all sorts of situations because people are activated now to, to connect with each other and they're very valid. Yeah. We have a little different paradigm. And I, I tell people that come into Life Church, I say, listen, in a lot of churches, and I hate to be so blunt, I'm a very yeah, no, blunt go guy. Ahead. You know, <laughs> but I go, in a lot of churches, it seems like that the people come to serve the pastor. Mm. And wow. there, there's this thing of, hey, give us your money or whatever, and you're yeah. here to serve me and whatever. Uh-huh. And, you know, Jesus was the greatest leader. Yeah. And he was the greatest server. Yes. And so. I tell people that come to our church, I go, listen, we're here to serve you. Yeah. We're here to help you identify what God's called you to do. Mm. And we want to be a place to help you fulfill that. Yeah. And have a platform and infrastructure to help you succeed for the kingdom of God. Wow. But you're not here for me. Yeah. I'm here 
We're here as pastors to help and walk alongside of you mm-hmm. and help you identify what that is and move forward and fulfill yeah. those things. That's so good. That's so good. So you mentioned, you know, having an infrastructure to help them along. Right. Uh, that's something I, I highlighted in your book. And I just I had to um, and, and trying to think of what. You know, some people may rebuttal or what questions may come to some people's minds here. In your book, uh, you talk about infrastructure and how it's needed for healthy growth. And uh, what would you say to someone who says, but shouldn't connecting be organic rather than having an infrastructure around it? And I think there, I I don't think there's a right or wrong. You know, some, some connecting is organic. Yeah. And we also want to be do it purposeful, mm. that people are on purpose. It's kind of like if I was going to build a house, I'm going to have a, a set of plans. I'm going to go out and I'm going to frame in the walls. I'm going yeah. to do those things on purpose and yeah. create this structure. Mm. And I find that most churches don't have any sort of infrastructure. Yeah. And so they, they're not built to grow. Yeah. There, uh, I think the uh, median attendance of churches, I think, is around 85 yep. in the United States. Exactly. And so it's probably worse <laughs> with uh, the COVID situation. But those churches aren't designed to grow and mm. to, to go past that. And we want to have an infrastructure yeah. developed that we can impact a lot of people. Yeah. And, and we talk about that. And some people go, Mac, is it about numbers? It's totally about numbers because each... each <laughs> Hold on. You have to say that again. <laughs> each number represents a life that's changed. Yes. And it, rely, so it represents a marriage or a child yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I'm a number. You're yeah. a number. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were important to Jesus. And, mm-hmm. they're, and those people are important to us. Yeah. And if we're doing the right things... Uh, we need a lot of healthy churches because a lot of people need what we've got. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Something that came to my mind, because you mentioned numbers um, in your book, and something that came to my mind was it's really, I, I feel like that's why I said you have to you have to say that again. We're talking about numbers here, and it's okay. Um, here is, it's okay talking about numbers. <laughs> because it's really a kind of similar to as we're talking about business it's the mindset the heart what do you mean by business and and the numbers and i think it's so critical that you say a number is a life change that that number is a person it's not just you know a a mark on the board or you know just a, a a figure it's no this is a person um and that's why the one is so important in the 99 it really is um and so I love that. Uh, and that what came to my mind was uh, with that thought is that if num- the number matters when every number matters, right? When every single person matters, matters. then mm-hmm. that that's when that when the number counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if every number isn't important, then the overall number right. doesn't matter either. <laughs> yeah. And those. Those yeah. numbers are powerful. And oh, really, yeah. I think it shows, the numbers show our stewardship. It does. You know, yeah, I, yeah. If, if churches want to be at 85, I'm okay with that. They can do whatever they want to. Mm-hmm. But I believe there's a, a ton of hurting people that yeah. are out there right now. They're, they're caught in drugs. They're caught in depression. Yeah. They're caught in all these different areas. Yeah. And I've got to quit focusing on myself. And I've got to go... Like yeah. Jesus did. I got to go out. Exactly. Jesus, Jesus said, go. Exactly. And we need yep. to go and help those people. Oh, yeah. 
absolutely. Um, it's funny because you and <laughs> I'm reading through Acts uh, with with oh. some friends and um, and ministry partners, and we. Uh, it's funny because just even within those first couple chapters, uh, they're talking about. The, the number of people Jesus went to visit right. and then the number of people who were in the upper room and then the number of people yeah. who were saved at that first preaching and then the number that was added after um, preaching in the temple and healing mm-hmm. the lame. Uh, and it was, it's funny because they talk about numbers right it's there. A, it's in a real deal, and, real deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh man. So uh, you mentioned um, that it's our assignment uh, to connect. Or let me rephrase that. Uh, in, in your book, you mentioned connection and you uh, ask people to take responsibility on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, who would you say is responsible for helping others connect right. and why? Well, I think connection, it's a broad thing because yeah. definitely we as a leadership have to create the culture yeah. where um, connecting is important and mm-hmm. that we've got these small groups and outreach ministries and serving teams so that we're we're talking about that and creating the connection. Yeah. And then on an individual basis, it's those leaders in those ministries mm-hmm. that are saying, listen, I've got these people that I'm connected to that yeah. are in my sphere of influence and I need to take responsibility for that and I need to follow up with them and, and I need to... And it's part of almost being a mini pastor that uh-huh. they're... They're yeah. looking after their flock yeah. and knowing where their flock is. Mm. And, uh, and that helps us to be able to build a larger, more scalable church yeah. where we can impact other people. It's interesting. I'll hear once in a while, I'll hear, you know, you, you don't know about this, but I was in the hospital last month. Or you don't know mm. about this. And in a larger church, those are things I hear all the time. Yeah. But then I love the the sentence afterwards when they say, but it's okay because my small group came and visited me and they brought food to our house and they did these things. And they stood in prayer and now my my runaway daughter is back home. Wow. And so we hear those type of things and we go, you know, that's why we're building that infrastructure. Exactly. Because it's empowering more people. You know, it's it's like Ephesians where Mm -hmm. we're equipping the The saints saints. for the work of the ministry. Exactly. Exactly. I, I love that. I love that because it's it's impossible, especially once you once you reach a certain number. Totally. It's it's impossible for your lead pastor or your even your staff as a whole totally. to be personally connected with everyone. Right. Um, and and for for some, there is a desire and almost a necessity to be connected with the staff itself. There is. Um, but. I think there's such a great health when we're able to empower believers to lead small groups and really, like you said, be a be a mini pastor and, yeah. and really build that connection. Um, because then it's not solely reliant on your your leaders, your your lead pastor or your staff. Um, but we are we're equipping saints to build to do ministry. It's yeah. it's the the priesthood of, of all believers and us coming alongside one another yeah, and yeah. discipling each other. Uh, I love that. I love that. And I think it's so necessary. I've, I've heard uh, one thing uh, that I'll never forget was disciples make disciples, right? Oh, that's great. So disciples make disciples. So it's, it's important that 
even our, our church members are discipling others. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a responsibility there mm-hmm. to, to disciple one another and it not just be a discipleship directly from your staff to there your you congregational go. members. Because uh, if you're only being discipled, then you're not also a disciple right. because you need to be discipling as well. Uh, and I think it's exciting when God, you know, sometimes people have this misconception that God can only move through the pastor. Yes. And so <laughs> now, now they're saying, no, God moved through me. Yeah. And I was at my small group and I prayed for this person and God answered our prayer mm. and I followed up with him. And now all these people are saying, man, God's using me. Yeah. And and they're excited about exactly. it. And they're going like, okay, I want more of this. Yes. Because you, we're impacting lives. Yeah. Now. You talk about moving the dial. Yeah. Right? right. And I feel like nothing moves the dial more than not just seeing someone's life changed, mm-hmm. but being a part oh, come on. of that yeah. life change. Yeah. When, like you said, you know, we prayed for them and we saw the healing. Yeah. Man. Whew, That's good. That will put a fire <laughs> in your prayer life. I want to do more. Of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this yeah, exactly. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, let me look at this. Uh, we mentioned at the very start, you were talking about some business principles, and we've been talking on some. Yeah. I just want you to highlight two or three um, that you would say would really help the church get people connected. Well, I think one base, uh, this has to do with connection, but I think it's a base concept. And it's uh, that I think churches need to understand is the principle of exchange. Mm. Okay. Okay. And if people get this, and and, um, I think this will help them because, see, people have choices of what they're going to do with their time, their energy, their focus. Oh, yeah. And so it's not like people wake up on a Sunday morning and go, hey, honey, Everything in our world is great. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you say we go to that strange building down the street with a cross on it? (laughs) And we have nothing else to do with our life. Exactly. And so the principle of exchange says that people are making decisions all the time on where they're going to get the most value. Yeah. Okay. That's so true. And so what we want to do is we want to be a church where we're giving people tangible God value. Mm. that they're coming and they're seeing their life changed and impacted and we're giving them so much value. And in comparison, we want them to put other things away and aside because they know that God and church is so much better than anything, any other choice Mm. they can do. Yeah. So, you know, I use the example and I, I, I'm hoping, you know, this kind of an example, I, I, um, mean through that with the value of exchange that if there was like a Super Bowl party and your team, your team was finally at the Super Bowl (laughs) and you're going to celebrate and and your friends are going to do this party in your honor Mm -hmm. that your team is finally there and we've got all your best (laughs) treats. And they're calling you up, hey, Nathaniel, man, we got your Super Bowl party for you today. It's going to be amazing. We got all your greatest stuff in honor of you. It's all about you. Uh And what I'm hoping people will do in the comparison is they go, hey, man, Man, I don't think I can make it. I, yeah. I don't want. I, I'm going to church. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to church because, listen, you don't yeah. understand. Church changed my life. Yeah, I've got peace now. My marriage is better. My mm. kids. I'm now friends with my kids. Yeah, uh, there's no way my wife or my kids would let me miss church. Yeah. Man, it's just <laughs> way too important in our life. Yeah, 
Yeah. And when we see that value and give people that mm. value, that life-changing value, then the, the response would be, hey, man, can I go to church with you? Yeah. If it's that good, can I go to church with you? And we'll, exactly. catch, the, we'll catch the game afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. And so wow. we want to create so much value mm. in people's lives that uh, if the church was gone, they'd go, no, that's terrible. Do not let that church close. Exactly. It impacted too many lives, and we need that church in our community. Exactly. Wow. That, that is so good. The principle of exchange. Um, that is so true. That is so good. I yeah. love that. I love that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so I want you to share, just kind of on a personal note, what is one of the ways, uh, what is the most enjoyable way you connect with others? Well, um, my where I'm at with my position at this church, mm-hmm. I just love to connect with people personally. Yeah. So like on a normal Sunday morning, I'm in the lobby. Yeah. And I'm just standing around, meeting people, chatting with people, uh-huh. greeting people, uh, because I want to know where they're at. Yeah. I, w- I want to I pray for them if I can, experience mm-hmm. where they're at. And so I really enjoy that. Yeah. And I really enjoy seeing them move forward in God. Yeah. So that if I could, you know, recommend, hey, man, get in this small group. It'll help uh-huh. you, uh, you know, get debt free or pay off your bills or whatever. Yeah. This will help you get in your marriage. This will uh-huh. help you move forward. And so really, I love, I really enjoy moving people forward yeah. and uh, in their calling on God. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And, you yeah. know, something that you said there that that takes... We talk about being intentional. That takes really setting that time aside it on does. Sunday and saying, no, this is what I do Sunday morning. I'm mm-hmm. spending time connecting with people in the lobby because yeah. uh, it's so easy, especially as a staff member, to be running right. around, right. Um, especially if infrastructure is not in place right. to yep. help things run smoothly. You could be running around, putting out fires and totally. Uh, <laughs> totally. tying up loose ends rather than in the lobby, shaking hands and really connecting with people. Yeah. Uh, that's so valuable. That, that is so valuable. Um, would, what would you say? And I mean, I know we're speaking very generally here. Where would you say on a scale of one to 10, right. how much do we value simply being with people? In a church, so uh, leadership, staff members, uh, just being with people and and connecting with people. Well, and I think that's a great question. Unfortunately, we are very task-driven. Yeah. You know, and on a Sunday morning, there's a ton of things that have to be done. And like you say, it has to be intentional. Absolutely. And so we we do have things to to do and uh, make happen, but these people are coming there. Yeah. And, you know, it's always interesting. I mean, we have a lot of new people coming every week. And you think about why are they showing up? Mm. Yeah. yeah. They, didn't, they didn't just show up for some <laughs> random reason. Uh-huh. You know, they're, you know, people go to a store because they're looking for something. Mm-hmm. They want an answer for some area of their life. Yeah. And I believe people come to our church uh, every Sunday because they're looking for some sort of answer yeah. in their life. And they don't just show up and go, no, we were bored. We thought we'd stop in here. Mm-hmm. They may not tell you, but they've got an inner hurt or yeah. a question or something exactly. that they're looking for a solution. Yeah. 
And if we can be part of that by getting to know them and connecting with them and helping them move forward to get that solution, yeah. it's an amazing deal. Oh, yeah. So important, too. It is. So important. Um, I think it's there. It's in that connection that lives are changed. We've mentioned that yeah. time and time again. Um, and it really is. It's about that life change. It is. Um, and that life change, it's it's uh, cyclical. It really helps to feed and build more lives being changed because yeah. when you see a family member's life change you wonder what's going on and it leads to uh any relationship you know has two people when one person in that relationship right. is changed that relationship itself Changes. is going to change yeah. and it's going to cause change in the other person yeah uh so it's 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 amazing when we can get connected with someone yeah. and watch and see that transformation uh Again, there's there's nothing that's more um, rejuvenating. There's yeah, there nothing that that's that's more uh, revitalizing and just really makes you uh, makes you want to do more. Makes you excited about your faith and what God is doing. Then to see Him work that yeah. way, um, I love that. I love that. Um, well, uh, I, I want to close with one final question. Okay. One final question. If there was uh, one thing, and you can't say connect because we've, we've been talking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, if there was one thing um, that you would say uh, could really help to either strengthen or unify, and it could be both, but either strengthen or unify uh, the body of Christ. Uh, what would you say that is? And it can be a connection. Yeah. But, well, but, and I think. You know, one thing that we look at, yeah. um, and we do a church church growth conference every year. Yeah, yeah. And we call it church growth collaboration. Mm. And with that, we invite churches from whatever background. Yeah. Uh, non-denominational, denominational, it doesn't matter. That's awesome. We just want to create unity. Yeah. And um, there, you know, I've got to, and I've seen this and it hurts my heart and I believe it hurts the father's heart that somehow we're in competition with yes. each other or so whatever. True. And and it's just not true. Yeah. Is that uh, I want to do the most best I can to help other churches grow. Uh -huh. yeah. And we're going to share openly all those different things. Yeah. And when we... I think when we're stewards of what God's given us, yeah. as far as that wisdom and knowledge, and we're openly giving it to other churches mm. and helping them in the process, yeah. then God's going, okay, I'll give you guys more. Mm. And those churches are also sharing with yeah, us now on exactly. what they're learning to, to succeed. That's so cool. So we're not in competition with anybody yeah. but the devil. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and really, he's, he's, he's already defeated. Yeah. Really. Uh, so we we want to mm. work with other churches very openly and yeah. just help people yeah. succeed. I think that's so big. Uh, being able to openly work with yeah. other churches uh, and and they're not being that fear of you know them getting ahead or them them taking what's valuable to you and uh, it's it's so important it's that kingdom mindset that when when any of us win we share in that yeah 100% uh, and that that's so big i think that kind of as we were mentioning earlier uh the church should be the best in music. Yeah, it should be yeah, the best yeah, yeah. in the business arena. It should be the best in education and, and all these different things. And I don't think it's from a lack of expertise 
or or, or right. skill right. Um, or know-how. I think uh, sometimes it is that we are working against each other rather than with each other. There you go. Um, and if we work more with each other, then we would excel far beyond, excel yeah. so much far beyond anyone else. And that unity uh, is a key. It comes back yeah. to connection. Yeah. But So we love to connect oh, with man. other churches. Yeah. We love to, hey, how can we help? How can we grow together? What can we do together yeah. to be able to make those things work? It's scalable, right? It is. It I totally mean, is. Connections down to a one-on-one level. Um, but, oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking all the way from one church to another, one denomination to another, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, making that connection yeah. uh, really it will end up changing and impacting lives. Hallelujah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Mac. Uh, this is just, this has been great. Uh, we'll have to sit down again sometime and do it again. Uh, but I thank you so much for sharing. Uh, any, any last thoughts you want to share? Well, I just, I will say that if people want to get uh, our books or yeah. find out more about them, they can go to macmayer.com, which is M-A-C-M-A-Y-E-R. Dot com And we've got resources there that we help churches grow. We help individuals find and fulfill the call of God on their life. Yeah. And uh, we're serious about this. Yeah. This is what we do. We want to help people and, and churches grow. That's awesome. MacMayor.com. And when's that growth conference? Does it happen the same month every year? It or? is. It's in uh, September uh, every September. year. September so, every year. So if we've All got right. inf- people's information. We'll send that out. We talk about how to grow churches and also how to grow outreach ministries. Yes. And it's powerful. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. We'll talk again later.